So to those DJs that think you're the greatest, just stop looking, listen, cause you haven't heard the link. Hey, it's the Freak Beats crew again. We're back uh, after um, stuffing ourselves with uh, Christmas puddings, <laughs> turkeys and all. What, what do you think? Uh, who do we have here? Uh, Psyche's here from uh, Canada. Uh, Toronto, isn't it? Snow, yeah, it must yeah, be yeah. snowing. Uh, Maybe in the so UK. Bad. Yeah, it actually warmed up a little bit here. Okay. Uh, how how many meters of snow do you have? Uh, I think about a couple. <laughs> uh, it's it's cold even here in the UK. It's like minus one at the moment. It's evening time for me. And uh, as I said, we we back after doing the annual review. We're here just to chat and gossip about the news of the month. Yeah. Uh, December December has been. Uh, busy, I think. Don't you think so? Uh, I think it's been relatively average. I mean, for new releases and stuff like that, I think it's been okay. Uh, there hasn't yeah. been that many major releases. I think a lot of artists are kind of winding down for the end of the year stuff. Like, they're going to do their uh, sets for, like, New Year's Eve and stuff like that. Um, mm. So, most of them probably don't really have anything to mm. release until the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I'm sure there's lots of news that we need to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's been, you know, over a month. You basically cover quite a lot, and we try to fill them, uh, fill them out. Sure. But do you have a message for the listeners? Oh yeah, like if you guys, uh, they're the listeners there in the uh, podcast world, and uh, uh, if you guys need, or we're always looking for um, different comments and ways to improve the podcast. So if you guys have anything to share with us, please let us know, uh, like via our Facebook or uh, Twitter or any of the stuff that we are part of on social media. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much everywhere, aren't we? And, yeah, we uh, try to be. It's, yeah, it's not just commenting. It's also just throw ideas. If you want to, you know, ask do a theme on, on some particular sure. issue, you know, just drop us a subject. Anyway, just to get things going. Yeah. Uh, the, first, the first topic, which is actually, um, uh, it's in three parts, is, is EDM becoming a dirty word? Um, the reason I'm saying that, I mean, I know it sounds silly, but the guy who, uh, from what I understand, made EDM quite big in the States uh, back in 2012, well, this guy called Bob Silliman, uh, who was the um, uh, CEO of F- SFX Entertainment. And if, uh, Sykes, if you, look, if you looked um, on the background of what happened back in 2012, he basically said that uh, electronic dance music is the new rock and roll. Sure. And, you know, he made this declaration and then everything just changed. I mean, the festivals were there, but then all the money was, was thrown in. You know, Vegas became the capital. You know, the, the, the DJ superstars were going there and getting crazy um, salaries, well, salaries, you know, for the gigs. Um, and, you know, this guy just made this declaration that everything went boom. Um, and then... Um, uh, you know, he acquired quite a lot of companies, including Beatport, um, which is well-known uh, online record store. Uh, but then uh, he mismanaged everything, and things started going bust. And last year, uh, or you know, over 2016, he basically went bankrupt. Now, if you know, this has affected quite a few festivals. For example, Tomorrow World. And yep. this may be a reason why it didn't happen again, apart from the fiasco, of course. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? The rain. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of other festivals as well that got affected, like Mysteryland, Electric Zoo, Sensation. Um, even Tomorrowland was kind of even Tomorrowland has its is run by its own company, but it is affiliated with SFX. 
And this year, when they have this uh, tree, as you know, the giant tree as the as the main in the main arena, uh, main stage, people say, well, it looks a bit poor, and that's probably because of SFX, but it's probably going to come back bigger next year. So anyway, this guy has gone bust, but uh, the good news is uh, that the company got uh, acquired now. Um, so it got acquired by uh, this other guy called Philips. Uh, who has been doing some, uh, apparently been involved with Coachella, which I don't know, have you been to Coachella? No, no, that's it's a, a, California? Y- yeah, yeah, it's the middle of a desert. Yeah, the middle of a desert. Anyway, this guy is into music business. Now, what I found interesting, is not the takeover, because that can happen anytime, is that they say, um, uh, they drop the dance music, and they say a lot of rock and roll these days sounds like electronic dance music but it's really just electronic music so this sounds like they're trying to distance uh, themselves from that word edm what do you think of that uh like what do you mean like they're comparing when rock rock and roll was big to what edm is now is that what no no i mean this is what they tried to do back in 2012 but now they're not talking about electronic dance music they're talking about electronic music and they say well uh, any sort of music now is really electronic if you think about it. So well, yeah, everything's now, so produced so. and stuff like that through uh, computers yeah. and stuff like that, you know, those but, programs. But, yeah, but what, what they're saying is, you know, they drop this electronic dance music and they're just talking about electronic music. So I don't know whether the word, the term EDM, which was very kind of big mm-hmm. in 2012 to 15, um, was people are just trying to distance themselves because, you know, they started getting, it's like a bad word now to be associated with. You think so? Well, I mean, look at what Afrojack said, okay? He had a recent interview. Um, I think I've read this through one of the websites. I think it was... Uh, well, why, why do you think it has bad connotations on artists to say that they're an EDM artist? Um, you know, maybe things, I mean, we talked about things are going in circle, right? And um, probably... That sort of, when people are talking about EDM, they're associating quite a lot with big room, really, which is, you know, that's a distinct sound, because otherwise electronic dance music is an umbrella, it encompasses everything. Yeah. Um, so I think people are, they want to dissociate themselves from this big room um, sound, and we're going to talk about it as we go on. Okay. And that's that's why probably they want to distance themselves from EDM. That's my, I hope that's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Um. For example, Afrojack, as I said, he, he did an interview with, uh, uh, I've, I've read this on one of the websites, uh, like I think it's uh, We Rave You, mm-hmm. which is very good. And it says, I'm not EDM. If I want to be a successful EDM artist, I wouldn't put 80% of everything back into the show. I'd be chilling, demanding 20 hotel rooms, playing for one and a half hours and be miserable. But I don't want to be an EDM artist. I want to make something that people can be proud of. So. What, what is he saying? Like, EDM, you can't be proud of. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. Like, it's kind of dismissive of everybody else's music. Because, I mean, all artists have their own style. So, you're saying other artists that are that see themselves as an EDM artist is not something like to be proud of, in, like what they produce? Well, that's what he's saying. And yeah. then he goes and says, I want to make an album my grandma and my fans are going to like. Mm-hmm. Again, okay. what does he mean by that? <laughs> make I, pop I want music to make... then. If you're making generalized music, it seems like that's what he's saying. Yeah, exactly. I want to make my grandma understand a drop and make club fans understand a song. Okay. 
Uh, like so, I said, I think he's trying to say, like, he wants everybody to like his music. I mean, that's not going to yes. always be the case, you know. People are going to hate your music just like any other um, type of artist, you know. They have their number fans. One. Yeah. Yeah. And number two, um, I mean, if you want everybody to like your music, you make pop music, which yeah, means exactly. popular music. Okay, so it's very easy. Just, just become a pop artist. If that's what he wants, that's fine, man. Okay, just don't come next to me next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, part three. Okay, listen to this. Dead Mouse and Rolling Stone magazine interview recently. Yeah. They're asking him. You said in 2014 IDM was going to fuck itself. Sorry for this. Huh? But I'm just reading. It already did in 2015. Where have you been? 85% crossed over. It's fucked. It's out of the innovator's hands. It's not really grassroots anymore. I'm partially responsible. I've done my part to commercialize shit. Oversaturation. He says, uh, do you think it'll come back around or do you think it's run its course? Shit can go and nothing really ever comes back. Disco evolved into Chicago warehouse, then there was techno eventually evolving into EDM. I'm hard pressed to think about a genre that's as popular as it always was. Nothing goes full circle with music. I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that too. Nothing goes full circle, but you got to see the evolution of stuff, right? You know, like there's mm. always going to be something like the next step, something that comes more popular than the other. You know, become something different, and that sometimes is a good thing. Like he makes it sound like a bad thing because he, his generation, or well, yeah, his generation was, you know, what he thinks is the prime generation, you know, type of stuff where it's progressive house. Like his, he thinks his music, his style of music is the best, you know. And now, yeah, yeah. It, now that things are changing, where progressive house and big room house is the most popular um, type of electronic dance music, he thinks now, man, he's pulling back. That's them now. Look what I've done. Look what I've done. Yeah. You know, type of thing. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, he makes it sound like this is fucked and it's oversaturated. Yeah. Basically, He's... everybody's trying to distance themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it seems um, like it. But uh, I can tell you, man, EDM, as a term, not big room necessarily, is here to stay. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. We, I... we, we, we're coming to the 30th anniversary now. Yeah. So, there you go. It's yeah, not no, I, it's not going to go away. It's just going to evolve and change, you know? Yeah, as yeah. people produce more things and they experiment with certain stuff, you're gonna you're gonna find a different sound as time goes on. Yeah, and as Psyche says, by the way, he says it's the best time to be yes. like electronic dance music, isn't it? That's no lie. That's yeah, no lie. I agree. I dig you there. <laughs> okay, and hey, what's well, been happening with some uh, bots and festivals? Oh my no, that's great news, man, for concert and festival goers in the states now. You know. And this doesn't really apply just to electronic dance music, but um, it, it really applies to anybody who goes to any like sporting event or any type of event that they want to attend to that requires you know a ticket purchase. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Obama has passed uh, an act banning all bots from ticket buying called the uh, Better Online Ticket Sales Act of 2016. <laughs> these mm-hmm. you know these bots programs uh, are programmed to scoop up the tickets to concert and festivals, leaving. The rest of the concert goers to at their knees to pay for like exorbitant amount to attend their favorite artists kind of ridiculous uh, now that this act is in effect in the united states hopefully other countries will follow suit um, it is now legal for software bots to purchase concert festivals and event tickets i know here in canada they have an issue with bots uh, soaking up all the tickets and reselling them on StubHub or other third-party websites to make a profit you know, it's a win. Like this bill shows, or this act, like shows a win for the consumer. I think, and it gives a chance for people who can't afford to go to the concert because of the markup prices. So now they actually can attend because now they won't have to fight against bots. Um, I, 
Go ahead. Yeah. I fully I... agree with you. I mean, uh, you know, you might say, well, it's that's not a significant law in the big scheme of things of society in the U.S. I'm not living in the U.S., so I don't know that. But overall, you know, it's, it's it may be a very minor thing, but it's it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I think it's, I it gives know, us. I don't know oh. how he came on to this, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah, like it's like one step closer to give fans to a chance to actually attend these events without paying insane market prices. You know, it would be interesting how these are actually enforced because some websites are outside a jurisdiction of the country. I know like here in Toronto or our province, Ontario, that they're trying to legislate the ban on these bots as well. But it because like a lot of large cities are especially affected because they host major events. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a good step forward for um, consumer like on the consumer Definitely. front. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and now, from we're gonna go a bit from the generalized topics into more specific topics, and just talk about uh, some artists and acts. Like, uh, for example, Major Lazer. He just brought this new uh, tune. Well, yeah. it's not him. It's three of them, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, called uh, My Number. Um, yeah. I, I mean, this is what this is like the third single this year. He had the major. Major success with Coldwater and Justin Bieber and yes. M- M0 or whatever you call it. Um, but oh, sorry, but what about this? Uh, uh, my number. Um, heard it? For me, yeah, yeah, I've heard it. I mean, it's more of their reggae Mobaton sound, uh, which yes. I don't particularly care for. So I don't really like it. Is what I'm gonna say. But uh, like, I like their other stuff this year, like um, Believer. But I think the part that I like about the Believer song is from Showtech. And I don't mm. mind the Cold Water song. The Cold Water song is fine because I, I know I like Justin Bieber's voice and uh, Mo, uh, his voice as well because Mo has been with another major label song called Lean On. Um, which yeah, yeah of course. Song, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I agree. I mean, this is a, mis- a bit too much that reggae for me. I must say. Yeah. Um, you know, this, although although I'm not against this uh, style, but I think it was a bit too much. Although that's his style, isn't it? He's, I think he has some Jamaican roots, and so he incorporates a lot of dub reggae and mumbatons, he says. But I think that was a bit too much. The song basically wasn't, it, it was a little bit weak, I thought. Uh, but I know you like the Christmas trees one. So oh, yeah, yeah, man. I'm always in the holiday spirit for uh, Christmas music, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, just to move on now. Uh, yeah, Dead Mouse and Kanye West, man, they're best friends, aren't they? Oh, I could see that, you know, it's interesting how you can go from fighting, from hating one another to actually loving one another, you know? Yeah, so do you know exactly what happened previously? Uh, no, I think it was something to do, I don't know, it was just Twitter beef, silly Twitter beef. You know Dead Mouse likes to troll, so it's not surprising from him. And then Kanye, yeah. because he has such a gigantic ego, is willing to bite, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, somebody posted, I think on Reddit, they, they posted a video of uh, uh, Kanye working with on his new album. And then on the background, you could hear a, a Dead Mouse uh, song, I think it was Snowcone, from his new album. So people then start going into stories like, oh, are they going to collaborate? I don't think so, really. No. But it's, it's just interesting that, you know, he listens to something so far removed from his scene, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, I mean, Snow Cone is probably the closest to rap music in terms of yes, on that yes. album, so... Yeah, 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 maybe maybe that, but uh, I just found it interesting. Anyway, um, uh, when, when they asked him uh, about a possible collaboration that was in the past, 
He says, anyone other than fucking uh-huh. uh, Kanye, I fucking hate him. Sorry oh. about the, the swearing, but I'm just reading here and quoting. Um, and uh, again, staying with uh, Dead Mouse because he's uh, big news this uh, uh, this month, isn't he, with the yeah. release of his album. Um, man, I find that you're very good with predictions. I don't know if you're psychic. Yeah. I know, right? That Cube 2.1. I'm sorry, I said 2.0 in our uh, review of his album, but uh, yeah. I, I saw this coming when he was at Valve and he introduced the uh, new Cube there, and uh, I'm mm. not surprised that uh, he's starting a new tour with Cube 2.1 with his new song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he saw the small teaser on YouTube uh, a week ago or a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it looked look great. Um, no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. And uh, I hope I'll be able to catch him on his personal tour, if not with other artists. Um, uh, I like the new mouse as well. I think he's uh, going to have another mouse as well. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. So that's always a yeah. plus <laughs> as well. Um, and um, just to move on to other artists like. Martin Garrix, your favorite. Yeah, that's my boy. I know, I know. I saw that. Like, I said that to Sparks. I'm, I'm, like, I knew he was going to go down this road because I think his, he wants to be the number one musical artist, like, including EDM and pop at the same time. He's, like, double dipping in both these categories now. I think he's trying to get into. But it'll be interesting what he comes out with this year uh, if he's going down the road of pop music. Man, I must tell you that uh, to top what he's done in 2016, it's going to be very, very hard. Well, I mean, now he's trying to tap into a different market, I think, um, compared to what he was doing last year. Like last year, a lot he had a lot of uh, club slash uh, festival mixes. Um, mm. So this year, I think he'll come out with more chain smokery esque. I I don't like using that word, but you know what I'm talking about, like that future bass sound. Um, so he can become but more future bass is not pop, though, is it? Well, I mean, the chain, like I'm talking about the chain smoker sound in terms of uh, what they've done in the past mm-hmm. year, 2015. Or sorry, 2016. He, yeah. I mean, there's even, they alluded about him collaborating with Justin Bieber. And he said, oh, him and Bieber, they're very close, especially since, uh, you know, he's touring and because they're Yeah, both I'm sure young. they have a lot of common in terms of that. Like, Martin Garrix does a shit ton of shows and so does Justin Bieber. And they both write music yeah. and, you know, they both yeah. make music. So, yeah. Uh, and even, uh, you know, taking back from the very first uh, topic where we say EDM is the bad word or mm-hmm. whatever, Tiesto is going deep house now. If you listen to his latest releases, no, he's, no. this guy's just going, the remixes is just deep house. Uh-huh. Completely, completely went off yeah, within a year. It? Um, it's okay. <laughs> uh, Be honest. I did, well, I'm honest. It's okay. It's average. You know, okay. Nothing that I... Uh, nothing that I you know, got particularly excited. Um, right. But maybe, I mean, the guy's talented, so mm. I'm looking forward to other releases. Sure. Um, uh, now, just, I want to talk about SoundCloud. Mm. Um, big news for people like Sparks who uploads his mixes onto uh, SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, so SoundCloud, you know, people were bitching uh, because they, I think uh, six months ago, they decided to take all the DJ mixes down for copyright issues. And then people just moved on to Mixcloud. Uh, and now they're saying, uh, okay, we're just going to allow you again to put back the mixes. 
Um, that happened, as I said, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and people kind of cheered because SoundCloud is a, is a very established uh, platform. I yes. Think bigger, yeah, yeah. bigger name than Mixcloud. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's still, if you if you look at online forums, there's still a lot of bitching. So it's not that all mixes uh, will go up and some of them will go up and really we don't know what's what's going on and. It's a bit sad. I mean, you know, it's a good platform. I think it has problems with monetization and just oh, trying okay. to figure out how to make money. Um, so that's what it is. It's just an evolution. Yeah. And uh, just talking about uh, music in general and music formats like the online streaming, like SoundCloud, Mixcloud. What about vinyl sales? What do you think? I know I don't Have buy you... any vinyl records, so I, most of my downloads are from digital. So. I know. However. Um, Vinyl records are now outperforming digital downloads and streams in the United Kingdom. Uh, Okay. I wonder what that is in North America in terms of the vinyl sales item. I think digital Uh, downloads is probably still higher probably here. Uh, Yeah, but don't you find this? It's kind of a reversal, really. Yeah. And and you could see how, uh, I mean, it's not just... It's not just a vinyl record stuff anymore. Uh, Technics came with two uh, with a new model of SLK, which is the classic DJ turntable that they were using back, you know, before they brought the CTJ. Um, and I was looking at Amazon the other day. I found a, a vinyl player for like a thousand pounds, which is like twelve hundred Canadian dollars or twelve hundred US dollars. You know, really, really expensive stuff. So they kind of reversed it now. They, they're overplaying and say, you know, this is for the aficionados and, uh, and the enthusiasts and this is for hipsters. maybe 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 <laughs> it's for hipsters i don't know but i just found it interesting perhaps though uh, i must say coming from me there may be a psychological factor so you know i go to beatport and i download i buy things like digital things uh-huh. you know an mp3 uh-huh. and then it goes to my computer and then it kind of get lost and i don't know do i have it do i don't have it i'm not quite sure what's going with this music uh, I know it's uh, maybe I'm not organized, but yeah, it's I was like, say, I don't have anything. You need to be a better music manager. Okay, but um, what I mean is, psychologically, I don't have something to grasp onto. Uh, At least even with a CD, uh, I had something to grasp, okay? I guess. The vinyl is the same. It's like, it's a, a collection thing. It's like I think you're, you're just too old school, that's why. Well, all these people, man, who are buying vinyls, then they're old sure. school as well. Like I said, they're so, hipsters. <laughs> Yeah, hipsters maybe. Okay, so I'm hipster as well. Uh, uh, just to uh, move on though, um, did you like the new track of Armin Van Buren? Uh, not particularly. I, I'm not a huge Armin Van Buren fan. I listened to it. I'm just like, okay, it's it's trancy. What about you? What did you think of it? I loved it. I loved it. He oh, he okay. opened uh, AD in Amsterdam with this. Um, he uh, it's, it's called Great Spirit, I think. I hope so. Uh, I can't remember now, um, but he, basically it's a collaboration with Vinny Vici, mm-hmm. and it's uh, the future, some Native Americans um, chanting with some Masai, I don't know what, which tribe is it, and yeah. what they're chanting, but uh-huh. the way it's mixed, it's it's really uh, um, it's it's really good, you know, it's properly yeah. mixed, and it's very also respective yeah. of, of the culture as well. Yeah. Um, I, I looked up Vinny Vici a bit because I didn't know them. Um, they're from Israel, and they, they used to play psychedelic trance. Mm-hmm. And then when I looked at some online reviews, 
they labeled this as psychedelic trance. And for God's sake, this is not psychedelic trance, okay? So if anybody's listening to this podcast and thinks it's psychedelic trance, we can have a debate about that, all right? Because it's not psychedelic trance. It's just proper trance. It has a part where it becomes kind of a 2-4 uh, beat there, which was very reminiscent of psychedelic trance, but the rest of it is not psychedelic trance, okay? It's just proper trance. Okay. And it's a, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good record, I think. Okay. Um, now we don't have the Ganta with us because unfortunately, yeah. You know, yeah, you know where he may be? Uh where, 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 where is he at? Well, he may be in the Sunburn Festival, man. Oh, uh, lucky, lucky bastard. Yeah, exactly. So it's in his area, and he may be over there just uh, smashing now with Casimir. <laughs> um, this is one of the festivals that I'm, I want to go one day, and and I'm really looking forward like an excuse or, or somehow to get there. Maybe I'll use the gun as an excuse and get there next year. Casimir <laughs> yeah. um, is headlining again as last year. Last year he had this uh, amazing tune called Bazaar. Um, so that was the official Samba and Goa anthem. Um, this year he brought yesterday actually in Spinning Records a new tune with uh, Marnie called Mandala. Yep. Uh, have you heard it? Um, no, I, unfortunately I haven't heard it. It's very recent, so I haven't had a chance to uh, sit down and listen to it. Uh, have mm. you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've listened to it yesterday when it came out, because yeah. as you know, I like Casimir. I must say it was very average. So, just the same chords. Didn't have a feeling. It's I big room, I right? Feel it. It's big room, yeah. yeah. It's, his, it's his style. Now, if I'm there, if I'm in the middle of, you know... 50,000 or 80,000 that it's going to be in some, but you know, maybe I would have loved it. But yeah, just listening to it off, off on, on you know, on the speakers on my flat, it just didn't make it for me. No, maybe um, it's a grower, yeah. who knows? Yeah, maybe it's a grower. I mean, you know, I only listened to it once, I judged it from one listen, but it was very quiet average, you know, it kind of passed me by. Okay, um, and just staying with India, uh, David Guetta. Um, he um, he's feeling India. He seems to like India. Yeah. And he's getting uh, he teams up with Sunburn Festival and Percept Live, uh, which must be a company that does live shows there, to uh, do a massive shows in Bengaluru oh, on yeah. January the twelfth. So uh, he says uh, on an interview, he says he's ready to give up, uh, sorry, to give back to the country <laughs> that showed him so much love yeah. over the course of the past years. Um, Anything to say about that? I mean, are people moving a little bit to the east? EDC just had, uh, well, I, you know. I think they are moving towards Asia to try and tap into the Asian market just because Asia is so big, right? So there's so many yeah. people that they can expose their music to. Yeah, 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 it's true, isn't it? I mean, if you if you grasp if you grasp India and China, man, you have it sorted. Well, seriously. China's the big one, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. To try and get into that market is, you know, pretty well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And talking about staying on with charity, Eric Fritzman. Yeah. Uh, do you remember we talked last in, last month in, on our newscast about this guy who had uh, James Lilo who had terminal cancer. Yeah. He was a big fan of him and Eric Fritz was going to uh, um, play, well, do a show where the funds will go on charity and obviously James Lilo would be in his, you know, he, he would do the show in his city. Yeah. Unfortunately, the guy passed away from yeah. mesothelioma, which is a very... Um, it's a very nasty... No, it's what's germ cell carcinoma, sorry. Uh, it's a very nasty thing, really. You can't really survive. And he wasn't in the show. He did two shows there. I've heard of a couple of new releases that he did, uh, especially for James Lalo. They were really, really emotional. 
Yeah. And I think the good thing is that he actually raised sixty thousand American dollars. Wow. That he's donating to this oncology charity. That's great. I'm going to put a yeah. I'm going to put a link on the YouTube video. So if people still want to donate, it's not. I'm not. We're not getting any money. It's you know this is from the Eric Pritz charity for James Lilo. You know if somebody has a spare. Uh, somebody, I think somebody who, if they know of anybody who suffers from cancer, they realize how important this is. So I'm going to put a link just to support this. Um, and staying on with Eric Pritz and linking with Dead Mouse, Creamfields announced that they're going to have these guys playing together. Wow. Yeah. So the big boys. They play, the, well, I don't know if they're going to be headlining, but uh, oh yeah, you know, they, the, you guys suspect the, that they're probably going to headline. Sorry. I said you got to suspect that they're probably going to be headlining that festival, most likely, at least one of the days. Well, you know, in Tomorrowland, they played together, and they went in the main arena. Yeah, well, that's Tomorrowland, though. Like, look at the yeah. big names that are at Tomorrowland. I mean, everybody, you know, Creamfields has almost the same names as Tomorrowland. It just doesn't have the the myth or legend around it, okay? Mm. Um, but, um, so this is this will be the second show. Um, again, they're not doing what uh, Porter Robinson and Madden is doing, which is kind of a proper tour. Yeah. Um, and as I said, their own thing was uh, very individual. So it was back to back, one tune versus another tune. So Dead Mouse versus Eric Pitts versus Dead Mouse. Sure. Uh, but definitely be interesting. What I don't want to see, I'm going to say this, okay, no. freaking Creamfields. They're running for four days, uh-huh. and on a Thursday they have people are uh, playing only for the for people who have um, camping tickets. This is just stupid and ridiculous. Okay, so I missed. I don't want to come. I want to only come on the weekend. Okay, they, they should allow me to see the artist if I'm able to pay. For for Christ's sake, why you, do you don't this? want to camp? Why don't you want to camp? No, uh, that's a different matter. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, what I'm saying is. They should allow anybody to watch the artists, okay? If they want to have a day party for the campers, that's fantastic. But f- for Christ's sake, okay, don't close it. Like this year, I missed on Eric Pritz on, on Series D's show. I missed on Armin Van Buren. For God's sake, you know, don't do this again. You know, this is why Creamfields can't be as big as Tomorrowlands. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to be on another podcast no. about that because they're just doing these stupid things. Because the acts otherwise, the the lineup was almost the same. I think you okay, need to camp so. it. That's what I think. No, I'm not. Do. I'm not gonna camp. I'm gonna go. Uh, anyway, don't stop me. Let me, let me just continue. <laughs> let me just continue. Stay in okay. the UK. And uh, have you heard of the X Factor a show called the X Factor? Uh, not the UK version. I think there's a US version. By is yeah. Simon Cowell on the US version or is that the UK version? I don't um, he's probably in both. Yeah. Basically, it's a, it's a singing competition. Yeah. Usually, you know, some artists they kind of um, narrow down the artists. They start with like uh, ten thousand, then they narrow them down and they give the top spot to somebody with a record contract. And anyway, I think the finals took uh, place three weeks ago or something. And guess who was there? Cool. Steve Aoki. Steve Aoki, eh? Yeah. Mm. So, well, I mean, not as one of the contestants. With the cake? Uh, without, without a cake. Without a cake. Okay. Um, uh, and he was, uh, he played this new tune with uh, Louis Tomlinson from One Direction, which is a pop group, you know, a pop group that came out of the X Factor, called Just Hold On. So he kind of, you know, um, what is this guy doing there? It was very weird. Yeah. You know? 
it was very weird and I, I was calling my mates and saying hey this is the guy I was talking about to you that he cakes people How's I couldn't believe it um, very poppy and nothing it didn't do it to me so it was poppy with a little bit of a breakdown and build up kind of a big room but in a slowed down version of it tempo so do you expect to hear it on the radio well yeah because it's one dimension but one direction that doesn't mean anything <laughs> Yeah, sorry. One direction. Yeah, one direction. I'm sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I can expect it, but really, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, Steve Eric is Steve Eric. Sure. By the way, I've heard on, on, on his birthday, he was reverse caked. Reverse caked, eh? Yeah, by one of his fans. So he threw the... I don't know how this, this could happen, but basically someone just threw a kick back to him. Oh, man, I need to see a video of that. Yeah, exactly. If we find it on YouTube, that'd be hilarious, because... <laughs> He had enough. I mean, he needs to change this now, for God's sake. I you know. know. Every time he does silly. this, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm disappearing from, from the front because, you know, I, I don't want to be kicked, for God's sake. I'm there to enjoy the music. Um, and uh, continuing with some other artists, Hardwell. Hardwell. So, uh, Hardwell, I had him as my disappointment yeah. for 2016 yeah. um, because I really liked the guy. And, he, you know, I, one of the first big room tunes that I've heard were Hardwell's tunes. And it's a very memorable, uh, but I thought he had a little bit of a weak year this time around, so uh, he slowed down as well. So he had this thinking about you uh, tune with Jason, uh, which is basically a pop infused kind of slow down tempo uh, dance track, as we keep saying. But um, and then he goes and releases Baldadik, which, if you follow his sets, he's been playing this for at least a year and a half or now. Caught it, and it's one of a very well-known tune. Uh, it's really banking. It just came out, um, I think, last week on Revealed Recordings. Um, I think it's a great tune, and I, I bought it through Beatmod myself. Um, and then, um, good news for him as well. His uh, anthem called Spaceman, um, which is a 2012 tune. Uh, it just uh, reached gold status in the US. Yeah, in the sales. Yeah, it's a good it's... song. Even I've heard of Spaceman. And, yeah, uh, but this is like selling 500,000 copies. Well, I think it's one of his it's most recognized of, songs, like even outside of uh, his style. Uh, like, I've heard of it. I don't follow Hardwell that much, but I've heard Spaceman before. You know, and I enjoy that yeah. song. Yeah. And but w- the good news, I think, here is, you know, when uh, we talked earlier on about um, EDM being uh, very... Uh, no serious music and, and it's like everybody wants to dissociate themselves from it uh, or the big room sound let's put it this way and it's a kind of a ephemeral meaning like comes today doesn't matter it goes tomorrow well Spaceman go release 2012 it means getting a gold record means that people kept on buying it and that's how it reached you know 500,000 sales so that's that's good news I think for the for the music itself, yeah, because okay? uh, it's good to stream, but it's good also to support the artist. I'm not oh. saying that uh, Hardwell is is struggling, but uh, I think it's still good. And continuing with Hardwell, um, in his uh, 2016 sets, during the end of them, or even mid in the middle of it, he he goes bananas. He goes um, hard style, okay, this kind of Netherlands all sounds very fast count with 140 BPM, which I really can't stand. So this guy called Dr. Fank, he uh, did a remix now of one of his tunes and brought it um, out. It's a remix actually of Apollo. 
um, which is another big and popular uh, Harwell uh, track. Uh, and it's hard style though. I don't really. Find, I mean, all the all he did is just basically made it faster and put put the kick drum kind of gabba like distorted uh, kick. Uh, and I'm just thinking. You know, we keep saying that music is slowing down. It, it, it is slowing down. And then you can see, for example, Hardwell, he brought this slow tempo tune with Jay Sean called Thinking About You. Then you have this remix of Apollo by Dr. Fun, which is hardstyle. So these are opposite spectrum, 110 and 140. So this kind of mid 128, 130, which is the big room sound may actually kind of fade away for the time being. So you may have parts of the festival and people are going harder actually and then you may have parts of the festival of the festival where the sound is actually slower yeah it'll be interesting to see anyway um what do you think uh well i mean people are going to follow the artists that they like so if their fans like that specific type of music then they're going to cater to that um but when you become so popular you you're going to have a mix of fans that are going to be both right um Like most of the, I don't know, I like I can't predict the future, even though I have. Uh, yes. But it'll be, <laughs> I think it'll be interesting to see some of these festivals because I think a lot of the songs that are going to come out soon are going to be slower tempo. So it'll yeah. be interesting how the vibe of all of these festivals are going to be when all these songs are going to be slower and less jumpy per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you'll always have artists that will come out of different styles and they're gonna have their own niches in terms of their musical like it's not gonna disappear is what I'm saying like specific genres are not gonna disappear you're gonna no, always no. have the techno people and then you're gonna always have the hard style people and the dubstep people like those types of genres aren't gonna go away because there's artists that are gonna produce that type of music you know because they love producing that type of music and they won't like they're kind of strong minded and like that's their thing you know if, yeah, yeah you understand what I'm saying yeah um But I think, you know, his name gives it away, Hardwell. Yeah. Hardwell, yeah. Hardstyle, Hardwell. Yeah, yeah sure. I, I probably is a fan of, of Hardstyle himself, or even Gabba, because that's a Netherlands sound. Uh-huh. And just to close this uh, newscast, which is getting a bit long now, but I thought <laughs> we have interesting topics. Um, something about wrapping up the 2016, talking about sales and top tracks, and I mean, most popular tracks. Um, so in the US, the best selling uh, list has been released. There's a few uh, tracks here. Um, there's three from, uh, or actually two from the Chainsmokers, not surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, the Closer being at top 15, Don't Let Me Down uh, being at um, number three. Rose is not there. Roses is not there. Um, and then you have Tukapili um, Ibiza, number four. Uh, quite a lot of copies actually uh, so um, it's a good year actually you know you have three tunes in the US which you know the US is, is uh, I guess it's it's quite important for the EDM but you know rock music there is still very prevalent so you have uh, top three tunes um, uh, sorry three tunes in the top 15 I think it's, it's a good thing altogether yeah 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 Um, and you know, I mean, they're not the most radical or innovative yeah. uh, EDM tunes. They're very radio-friendly. Yes, but still, you know, 
some some kid who's like six years old now may hear it and then may become the next Martin Garrix. Yeah, no, so yeah. Or they dive deep and learn and like different other genres from these artists. You know, Chainsmokers didn't yeah. start off the way they sound like. They've done a no. bunch of remakes. They're originally like like regular progressive house house yeah. stuff like that. So it's it's yeah. good to see like EDM becoming on the forefront of ra- on people's list and the amount of copies being sold is a reflection on uh, the, t- mm. the different tastes that people have. And it's not just the sales, really. I mean, when you check out Shazam mm-hmm. and the full list for the year, yep. like which ones have been uh, sought after by um, its users, you have actually four or five in there. So you have the Kung's This Girl, yeah. Alan Walker Faded, yeah. uh, Took a Pill in Ibiza, the Seb remix, uh, you have the Chainsmokers Don't Let Me Down. So that's five out of ten. Yeah. That's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, maybe, I mean, you know, not everything has sold as well so you have five most wanted i guess uh tunes from shazam and then three tunes in the top 15 that's pure sales yeah so i mean the shazam thing is really really big yeah um yeah i think it's great to see those types of songs on there um i'm not surprised to see those songs on there because i know how much they're played on the radio in general um but yeah it's 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 a good thing Let's hope that 2017 continues to be as strong as uh, I d- 16. Yeah, I do too. Uh, it'll be, it'll yeah. be interesting to see what some artists come out with. Um, artists that want to dive into this type of um, this music, like the cha- like. I always keep coming with the Chainsmokers because they did something this year that was kind of a phenomenon per se. You know. Mm. Even though when I'm thinking about it, um, perhaps um, either. DJ Snake or or um, Jack U, you know, Diplo and Skrillex, maybe they have kind of started the sound 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. And then the, the the other guys just took it a bit more pop and they made it more popular. Yeah. If that makes sense, you know, yeah. they, they did this um, nice, lush female vocals there. But the sound was kind of getting to that point of, you know, vocal chops, kind of slow down tempo. Yes. Um, Anyway, um, just to take you back from 2016, 1987. Now, I don't know where you were in 1987. Uh, nowhere to be found. I was not in existence. Nowhere to be found. <laughs> but but as, a, as a youngster myself, um, as a teenager, I heard this um, kind of electronic music that sounded out of this world. Um, and then I've realized that this is called house music, because so, that's what they said it was. It was mid-summer, 87. And it was actually, I think, in the top three in the UK. Um, that was so bizarre. And then after that, you know, everything just broke loose. And in 1987, um, a song got released in Chicago. I haven't heard it until much later. It was called Your Love. And uh, Jamie Principal was in the vocals, and Frankie Knuckles, who has passed away now, uh, did the production. It was a phenomenal song that everybody knows and have heard, and there's been thousands of remixes. Now, Pete Tong, uh, do you know Pete Tong? Yeah, he's Pete Tong uh, Radio, BBC One. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a big guru here, you know, who started the FFRR uh, label back in uh, 89, I think, or 88, and started breaking these uh, tunes 
um, and he remained in the forefront, at least of the UK um, record uh, company and scene. Um, he, he made a new compilation that uh, has all these classic house tunes, not necessarily from 87, uh, where they're orchestrated now, so there's a tendency now to get these old classic tunes and just put an orchestral interpretation of them. They're still very dancey. It's not like a, a pure symphonic orchestra of, of, of them, but um, a, uh, an act from uh, uh, Denmark called Curls or something like that, uh, he did a very, very nice mix, and actually that's why I brought it up. Uh, I listened to the songs, and I think it complements the original. It doesn't, it doesn't destroy the original. It's actually complementing it. And uh, we basically are going to close uh, with this uh, tune on the background. And uh, I think these are the news for December, and uh, we're looking forward uh, to continue the podcast in 2017 with more news and playlists. We're going to review some albums. We still have a couple of uh, episodes, hopefully, before the end of the year. Yeah. Anything you want to say? No, I just want to say goodbye. Like we said in the beginning, if uh, you have any comments or anything to share with us, any ideas, we'd be more than all ears to get any of those ideas in and to make this podcast yeah. uh, what you guys want. Exactly. So this is this should be seen as your your podcast as well. Um, you know, if you if you like something, you know, please tell us and please like it and share because we appreciate that. You know, we don't get paid for what we do, so it's it's. Yeah, it feels nice when when you see your uh, your effort that gets appreciated. So it's a sign out for me. I is twenty three from the UK. And it's a goodbye to me. Okay. Take care. Bye.